are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to take a little different turn in this thing and show you some things in the Scripture to try to bring the whole thing together into a nutshell at the end of this session where you can see how powerful God's Word intended to be and how powerful it is and how that we can use it just as powerful. Now, let me just refresh your memory with some scriptures that we've all dealt with and some of them we haven't, most of them we have. We read, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God, John, the first chapter. The Word was with God, the Word was God. Verse 14 says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, we know that Jesus was God's Word personified in the earth. He was the living Word of God. Words that God expressed. Now, we talked about the fact that Jesus was the total expression of God in the earth. He is Logos. You see, there's two words in the Greek for word, and one of them is logos, which is the whole word of God, and rhema, which is a part of the whole word, which is spoken. So Jesus, being the total of what God is, he revealed in the earth what God is to us. How else would we know God other than what Jesus came to show us? You see, under the Old Covenant, people sometimes say, well, there's a different God in the Old Testament because it sure didn't act like Jesus did. <laughs> well, same God, but see, it's a different covenant. And we need to realize that. The New Covenant's a better covenant. You don't have to read but just two or three things in the New Covenant to find out it's much better than the Old Covenant. But the fact that Jesus was born in the earth, I want us to read from Isaiah, the 11th chapter, because this will set the stage for what we're saying here. Isaiah chapter 11, this will point out to you how that God's Word lives, and it lives on after people die. See, some of the prophets of old, I'm sure the people thought, well, they're just false prophets because things they said never did come to pass in their generation. But the 11th chapter, verse 1, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, a branch shall grow up out of his root. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Now, Isaiah is prophesying here, and you know that Isaiah also prophesied that a virgin would conceive, bear a child. Now, as we go on down here, it says, And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of the ear. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Now, what he's referring to here is Jesus, of course. Now, remember... The Word became flesh. A rod shall come out of the stem of Jesse. The rod referred to here is a type of the Word, or Jesus. He is the rod that he's referring to. He said, shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the Word of his mouth. Now, I'll tell you, God's Word 
is a smiting to the wicked. There's no doubt about that. Because they don't obey it, they don't do it, they don't speak it. Really, it becomes a curse to them. Because if you don't do the Word of God, then the curses come. Now, Psalmist David in the 17th chapter, he said, By the words of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Well, if you don't go by the words of God's lips, then you would consider to be smitten with the rod of his mouth. Now, I want us to follow this idea of the rod because it is a type of Jesus. It is a type of the Word of God. And Exodus, the 23rd chapter, we find some scriptures there in verse 20 where God said to Israel, He said, I am going to send an angel before you. And he's in charge to keep you in the way and lead you to the promised land. Now, God assigned an angel to do that. The angel of the Lord. To go before them and keep them in the way and lead them to the promised land. Now, the promised land to them was the land of Canaan. Now, the land of Canaan is not a type of heaven. It is a type of our inheritance in this life. See, there were wars to be fought over there, so it can't be a type of heaven. There were battles to be won. God gave them the land, but they had to go in and possess it. Now, I want us to relate that to our promised land today. See, the New Testament promises is our promised land. If God dispatched an angel to go before them and to keep them in the way and lead them to the promised land, you would have thought that they would all made it. But even though God did dispatch an angel and gave him charge to keep them in the way and lead them to the promised land, he went on to say, Obey his voice and provoke him not, for he won't pardon your transgression. In other words, you speak against him, he won't forgive you, you'll have what you say. And they did, many of them did, died in the wilderness by the thousands. Because they murmured against God and said, we're going to die in the wilderness. And God had already told them, it's going to happen to you just like you say in my ear. And they said, we're going to all die in the wilderness. Snakes came among them and bit them and they died. Well, when you realize that it wasn't God that did it at all, it was their disobedience. So disobedience caused their death. Now, the point that I want to bring out here was the fact that if God dispatched an angel to them to keep them in the way and lead them to the promised land, I don't believe that God's done any less to us under the new covenant. But just because God did all of that for them didn't mean that they all got there. Many of them died in the wilderness because they wouldn't listen to God, because they wouldn't talk what God talked. They talked doubt and unbelief. God tried to get them to agree with Him, to go in and possess the land, but they wouldn't do it. So they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, died in the wilderness, and it was just to them as though the Canaan land never existed because they never did make it. Well, the promises of the new covenant is for us today. It is our promised land. It is an inheritance that we have in this life, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're all going to enter into it. We can if we go by the Word of God. If we take God's Word at face value, and if we use His Word... now. Second Peter chapter 1 says this of the word there, God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Now he's given to us all things. He's already done it. Not going to do it someday. See, for God's concern, it's already done. But now he says, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers. 
of the divine nature. In other words, we're going to have to do something to activate the promise. He has given it through the promises. So the promises of God is where our Canaan land is or our promised land. Now, I'm convinced that if we had activate the power and the Word of God through our voice and say what God said, be led by the Spirit of God, then we could enter into all the promises in the new covenant and we could have exactly what God intended for us to have. Many people will and many people won't because it depends on what we do with what we know. Now, if you notice here, God has established some things. He says, He hath given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Somebody said, well, now if God's given all these things, where are they? Well, they're in the promises of God. Now, Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance of the things that God has given. Faith is the substance of those things. All right? God's Word is the promise. God gave us the promise of His Word, the promise that if we would do what He said to do, in fact, He told Israel, He said, all the blessings will come up on you if you'll hearken diligently in the voice of the Lord thy God, they'll overtake you. Then He said in the 28th chapter, verse 47 and 48, He said, if you wouldn't serve me for the abundance of all things, then He said, you'll serve the enemies and you'll be poor and naked and so on. God intended for them to have abundance. Now, I'm convinced from the scriptures of the Old Testament and New Testament that God intends for us to walk in abundance in this life. But the life and the power of God's Word can be ineffective to us or to our personal situation in life unless we do what the Word says to do. Now, I want us to kind of shift over now back to this thing, the Logos and the Rod. The rod of Moses that he threw down before Pharaoh. You remember the story there in Exodus, the seventh chapter, verses 9 through 10? Well, actually, it was Moses' rod when he was talking to God. God had him to throw it down. But Moses said, I can't talk, so he sent Aaron with him. So it ended up being Aaron's rod that was thrown down before Pharaoh. Now, the rod was a type of Jesus, our type of the Word of God. Now, when he threw the rod down, it turned into a serpent. And this is a type of Jesus becoming sin for us. And all the magicians threw their rods down, and they turned into serpents. But did you notice that Aaron's rod swallowed up all the others? In other words, the serpent that his rod turned into swallowed all the other snakes. And then it turned back into the rod, which is a type of Jesus receiving sin and doing away with sin, then turning back into the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I trust you've been with us all this week, and I trust the Word of God has ministered to you. Now, this is the last day for book offer number 7502. It's entitled, The Tongue of Creative Force, 160-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, this book will change your life. It'll help you get a grip on words and what's causing your problems. You know, so many Christians, their biggest problem is one inch below their nose. 
You know, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about words, about perverse speech. And if we don't operate in the power of God's Word, then we're going to be over-talking, defeat, doubt, unbelief. And this book will help you understand the power of the words that you speak, because the words you speak either create faith or fear. And when you don't watch your words, you're going to end up being fearful. You'll be taking the wrong thoughts. You remember Jesus said, Take no thought by saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we be clothed? That's the way you take thoughts, is by saying. And so many times people take the wrong thoughts and it creates fear. Establishing the Word of God is chapter 4. God's Word is forever settled in heaven, but what are you going to say about it? Are you going to say what God said about you? He said, give and it'll be given unto you, but you're going to say, yeah, but when I gave, my car broke down. Well, that might have been what happened to you, but it wasn't what the Word of God said. Don't believe it, don't talk about it, but proclaim what God's Word says. God's Word's forever settled in heaven. You need to establish it here on earth. If you'll establish God's Word in your life, it will change your life forever. This book will be a blessing to you, and you know about 10 people need to read it. That's offer number 7502, The Tongue Creative Force, 160-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line. 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.